ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. I just Matt Mosley. A special Labor Day, Labor Day uh, show. All the owners of this uh, fine radio station tried to give us some time off because they care about our well-being, and we refused. We said no because this was a big game, uh, the first game of the season. The Baylor Bears win 29-20, and we needed to be there to react to it all. And uh, Tom Barfield and I, joined by Lark, boy, Lark, Lark and I became fast friends, known around uh, the area for many, many years, radio guy, done a little bit of everything. But uh, Lark did a good job, and we had, uh, we had that thing covered. Aaron, this was uh, good to hear from you, by the way, Aaron Sexton. And uh, this was a uh, this kind of a cool deal, man. It was a tiny little press box, but Barfield, Lark, and Mosley represented the station. We were well represented. I uh, I quickly claimed, even though I'm the youngest of the bunch by a few years, I quickly claimed the only air conditioning spot. But over the course of the night, we had we kind of traded off. We had a good time. Tom fell in love with that sideline view, and he's been down there before. It's not new to him, but I think he enjoyed his time down there. And um, and and by the end, Aaron, I think the thing that was kind of funny. There's a lot of things we can get into. And at 3:20 today, we will. Uh, I, I'm just going to kind of go through what I think happened in this game, and I've got some takes on different players and different personnel, things I like, things I don't like, things that trouble me. I'll do that at 320. Right off the top, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the experience of being there at Bobcat Stadium, driving into town, going over that bridge, and suddenly there it is, Bobcat Stadium. Aaron, they had a little uh, flourish when they did the redesign. They kind of put a little Soldier Field-looking sort of uh, almost marble-looking edifice. don't exactly know what it was. Probably stone. Maybe even just concrete, but it just has a pretty look to it right there. That so they've got a huge, beautiful end zone complex. Everybody's doing this. I think University of Texas just opened theirs, and uh, Baylor used to have that big end zone complex, obviously at uh, Floyd Casey Stadium that they put in, and that was kind of something they were very proud of at one time. Kind of an end zone type complex, and you could see the game from up there. The Baylor whatever that was, the Baylor Club or whatever, what, maybe the Baylor Foundation. You could kind of go up there if you're a certain level and watch it. But, um, Aaron, this was this was great because it, at Bobcat Stadium, uh, where the end zone complex is, and it's pretty, it looks nice. They did a nice job with it. But they just allow all their fans to mill around behind one of the end zones. So you have the end zone, <clears throat> and then you have, let's say, you know, 15, 20 yards. And then you have the huge area behind the end zone is the end zone complex. And they had beer gardens, beer gardens. It's kind of how they say it, German, beer 
Garten with a G-A-R-T-E-N. By the way, uh, Westfest, I, I guess it's more Czechoslovakian folks, but uh, the Westfest folks uh, had a good time over the weekend. I went through there and, and checked things out. looked like they were having a nice time. But in the end zone, Aaron, they have beer gardens. They have like a Whataburger truck. They have bounce houses and stuff for the kids. And it's just it's just one giant party going on during the game. I mean, for people that have ever been to Arlington Stadium and they pack all those people in what they call the party pass for 29 bucks, you can go sweat and stand around with a bunch of people and all sorts of humanity. Well, it wasn't. It, it was, you know, fairly easy to navigate. I went over there to inspect the area, kind of see what it was like. And they had just fun areas for photos. You know, kid, you know, it, it looked like a safe area for drinking, but also, you know, for food and kids and fun stuff for kids to do back in there. So it was almost like they took what we call at Baylor our touchdown alley for kids and hanging out and all that, and they brought it into their end zone. So I thought that was nice. Also, was pleased, Aaron, to uh, with the situation over there. Had some great barbecue from Black's Barbecue. The uh, the Baylor alumni tailgate. Now that was kind of neat. The office of Baylor alumni, and uh, and and Doug Furch and his staff. Uh, that, that was a good bunch. It was a good group. They were very good hosts. And of course, they're sponsoring. They're uh, the presenting sponsor this year of our pregame show that goes from starts four hours before games. And uh, Tom and I and Lark, we're in a good spot. We got some barbecue afterwards and had a lot of nice folks show up over there. And then, um, Aaron, about 45 minutes into that uh, particular pregame show, thought it was a really nice pregame show. Lark did some good things. Um, and uh, Lark and I have become – pretty good pals i don't even know if we knew each other before that but somehow lark and i through this experience by the time it was over lark i think if you said lark who is your best friend like in central texas there's a chance he would say probably mosley i mean i think i think that's kind of where we are uh at this point but uh aaron at some point the uh the the even though we had a beautiful tent we were under I, I was wearing my usual sort of khakis and a nice uh, button-down shirt, and the pants started uh, started to sweat through the pants. Like it was not a great. You know, I'm a I'm in decent. I mean, I'm not like I, I'm not in the best shape of my life, but I'm not. You know, I'm not where I should just completely melt down in the heat. But it was about 96 or 97, and and I realized this was not going to be a great situation. Now Tom was smart enough to go with the shorts. All right, Tom was prepared. And Tom was kind enough to say, Aaron, maybe he just wanted me off the show for a little bit. I think he was already getting tired of me. But he said, hey, Mosley, go go change into some shorts. It's fine. We'll cover you. And so I went, grabbed some shorts out of my, my truck, and, and uh, made the way over to the activity center where it looks like there's a gymnasium. That may be like called the Jowers Center or something. And I changed into my, uh, changed into my shorts. And I would say that probably saved me. Now, Lark's an old-school type guy who graduated from high school in the early 70s. So he was in khakis, and he was fine. He never showed any signs of struggle. But I was about ready to take a knee. And, uh, 
And uh, so, anyway, that that was kind of how that all went. Aaron, what are you up to in there? I can hear you kind of tinkering with stuff in the background. Are you? Is everything going okay? Are you? Um, are you just kind of looking up some things? Looking up some stats or something? What are you up to? Yeah, just uh, keeping everything updated and make sure we're not missing any breaking news. Aaron, I don't want us to. I mean, is there anything we need to – the only breaking news that we probably need to get out right off the top, and again, if you're trying to kind of plan your day around my show, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, 320, we're going to really do a deep dive into the game itself. Okay, what happened, what I saw – Aaron was watching it, and, and he was producing the radio show or the radio, the radio broadcast and helping doing that for us back in the studio. Uh, and so he's got some thoughts on it as well. We'll provide that at 320. I've got all the play-by-play in front of me. There's just some things I want to go over and some thoughts I have, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and we'll, I'll be really positive. There's some positive things I saw. The one thing I would stay right off the top is – Let's not go to San Marcos again. I mean, I got nothing against it. I had a fun time. And it, I really wish I had a floated the river before. Um, so part of the game, I wish I was floating the river during the game. But I, this is not – you. if you – you know, our Baylor fans were like, what happened to the ESPN Plus broadcast? Well, we need to deal with that just a little bit real quickly, Aaron, because I don't want to beat up on them too badly. This was not – somehow people are saying, well, this was – this was uh, the the they use students at, at Texas State. Don't blame them. Don't blame them. We're all told those of us who subscribe to ESPN Plus that this is supposed to be a top notch deal. And when they use like John Morris and Nunley and people like that, it is. You know, when they use our homegrown talent, it, it works out fine. Or use the Baylor Vision people. That's all great. Those people do a nice job. The Texas State people were not equipped for this, all right? And they go in there, and they present just a clunker of a broadcast. They just go out there and lay an egg. Now, on top of this, we find out today from Dave uh, Aranda that not only did they not, like their headsets weren't working at the start of the game, okay? Halfway through the first quarter, they are told by the officials, sorry, guys, there is no replay booth. What? Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what, what? This is a college football game. This is a college football game. This is a Division I college football game. What are you talking about? No replay booth. We find out today that they did not even have replay ready to roll. It just failed altogether. So not only was the TV product that's all ESPN's fault. Let's not blame this on the students from Texas State. If you're going to have a streaming product, and you're going to have Power 5 conferences on this streaming product, <clears throat> give us something decent. I mean, we're not asked for an Emmy Award winner. We're not asking for Herb Street and Chris Fowler. We're just saying give us something. Give us something we can, we can at least watch and understand and see what's going on. And they were not able to deliver that, and that's frustrating. You know, my, my parents told me, they, they said, well, we just listened to you all on the pregame, Matt, and we just kind of listened to the game on radio. Those people were best served. Now, I said, well, well don't you all have ESPN Plus? And mom was like, yeah, we just never thought to <laughs> check it out. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. Um, you know, I got some people in my family. My in-laws were watching Oklahoma State the other day. 
on a computer screen. They just pulled up a, the old mainframe-looking computer that my father-in-law has. They were watching the streaming deal. And they said they had Brandon Whedon, the old Oklahoma State quarterback, and that the product was fine. Oklahoma State folks did a good job. When they let the home people do it, the problem was Texas State was not set up and ready for this. Like the Baylor people with Azetti and whoever, I mean, I, I'm probably giving Azetti too much credit. He's with IMG. Whoever runs Baylor Vision, let's call it Brick Bednars. I, I don't know. Let's give Kevin Gall the credit. But whoever runs that, they do a nice job, and they're capable of handling something like this. These people were not, and, uh, and it, was a, uh, it was a tough, tough situation. Um, and so that was kind of the – that was what the game day atmosphere was like. Now, some of us that, that were – I was up in the press box, a lot of it, and then I went down the field, had a great visit with President Livingstone down there. It was great to see uh, Jovan uh, Overshawn, who does a nice job external affairs for Baylor. She's the deputy athletic director. But uh, I get back up to the press box, Aaron, and <laughs> – they they go down there and score of all things, and and with a minute fifteen or a minute left or whatever, Texas State gets this thing to a one score game. And so I'm thinking, first of all, I kind of need to get down there to get ready for the post game. But I'm like, well, kind of wanting to see the the onside kick and see what happens. I look over at the Texas State fandom where all the students were sitting. And not a single one of them, uh, Aaron, is left. They all just went home the entire – I think they had seen enough. But I'm thinking, you don't get many Power 5 teams at Bobcat Stadium. Your team just pulled within one score, and you couldn't hang around. You had to go back to whatever the kegger was. You couldn't stay till the end of the ball game and see what happened. Now, this was a rough crowd. This was a rough crowd. At one point, I was standing down there, Aaron, next to um, Tom Barfield, the program director for ESPN Central Texas. And he, I just was kind of, I was amused a little bit by the crowd, but then I started walking back there by our specialist. And I said, you know, our punters and place kickers and everything. And the fans, were the things they were saying to, like, Isaac Power, our punter, it was it was really rough stuff. Like it was not your just whatever heckle ha ha. It was some it was some I'm loaded up on some some PBR or natural light and I'm going to I'm going to get my money's worth. These youngsters were getting after it. So, I walked down there to hang out with Tom a little bit and I just kind of happened to turn around just to kind of check out the crowd. Like not, I mean, they, they were pretty good ways from me. I was down on the sideline. And Aaron, the minute I turned around, one of the students starts flipping me off. <laughs> and I just, I just had to, I just had to, because I guess we were, you know, since we were on the Baylor sideline, it was like guilt by association. They just assume we were all Baylor folks. And, and this kid was giving me the double flying birds, and, and I just had to laugh. And I kind of gave him a look like, what did I do? Like, like I kind of put my arms up like, what did I do to deserve that? Are you and sure you didn't know this person? <laughs> it might have been one of our <laughs> listeners. I think it was somebody who lives out in Robinson. 
Man, I tell you, I met uh, two two of our really good listeners. One was from Gerald, okay, and one was up near, I wasn't Axtell, dead gummit, and they asked me to give them a shout-out, and now I'm failing them. Oh, one of them's name was Grant. We met them at the alumni get-together. It was Grant and Todd. Okay, guys, you got to give me some ups for that. It just all of a sudden, I think, you know, after that massive concussion I had, Aaron, I think everything's coming back to me in that bicycle accident I had. Aaron, uh, excuse me, Grant and Todd, thank you very much. Well, and that's, in fact, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's, no, that, that's one of the really cool things about the advancements in, t- in technology and uh, is that you can listen to the shows on, on SyntechSportsFan.com and all the shows and all the individual interviews. We post them to social media uh, at 1660ESPN on Twitter and Facebook. So, you know, you can listen to them anytime. You can uh, listen to individual segments. It's, it's uh, really accept- – we try to make it really accessible for everyone. That Aaron, I mean, we're, we're just kind of open to everybody, but uh, it was good. Aaron, they were big fans of our program, okay, and I, I liked hearing that. Uh, Todd and Grant, good. Uh, I think it was Todd that's from Gerald. Now, you know, on my way back to Salado, I went through Gerald, and and by and I would say this, Aaron, Salado is really starting to bustle again. Good for Salado. I mean, I love Salado. Eat through the ups and the peaks and the valleys and all the road work they did on 35. Always loved Salado, stagecoach and all that. But, man, that, that that Main Street in Salado is making a comeback. And Aaron, for some, I think they figured out the answer. My mom won't like this. She's like, Matt, don't, don't mention this. But every, even the antique shops now call themselves wineries. I was amazed. Every shop I passed was called a, a beer and wine. <laughs> I think they figured it out, Aaron. Just every single business, call yourself a winery, and everything's going to work out. It was very strange. I couldn't believe it. Bob like Shoe Repair and Winery? <laughs> <laughs> even like the candy shops now, like a candy shop and wine. I mean, every I, I, one place I went by is called Bartique. I mean, what's that about? It's just like they had, they just had beer and wine all over. And then there's that Barrow Brewery. Barrow's Brew. I mean, that is a nice place. And now they have like a silo outdoor bar. But as the good Baptist that I am, of course, what did I do? I went over to what's called like Oxbow or some kind of bow. It's not Oxbow. Whatever the uh, the coffee was. And I got I got myself a nice big coffee. Uh, Saturday morning, so that was great. That was great, but good to see people having a great time down by the river. That Salado River is so pretty. Kind of reminds me of the Blanco River. I saw so many rivers this weekend. I saw, I think I saw the Guadalupe. I saw the San Marcos. Might have had a peek at the Blanco. And then I saw Salado River, hard by the old Salado College. All right, so that's a famous old college. But uh, always love my time there in Slato. Okay, we need to get into this, though, Aaron. I'm sorry. We need to break down the game a little bit. And then we are going to have an exclusive one-on-one situation with Dave Aranda. We'll hear from him at about 3.40. Tommy Barfield uh, has already sat down with him today. And we'll let you sample some of that. And then you'll get to hear the whole thing at 5.15 today. All right? 
Uh, we'll do that at 340. Next, I start breaking down Baylor, Texas State. That's next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Labor Day is looking to be a pretty pleasant one with mostly sunny skies and a high of 95 degrees and a refreshing northeasterly wind of 5 to 15 miles per hour with some gusting to 20 miles per hour. Tonight we'll settle into the lower 70s for a low temperature with mostly clear skies. Tomorrow, another day of plenty of sunshine with a high of 96. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5, 30, 6, and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor football lives here. It's the Bears 2021 home opener this Saturday from McLean Stadium, hosting Texas Southern. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show live from Touchdown Alley. 6 p.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Tigers. John, JJ, and Ricky have the call right here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. All right, uh, I think in the future we had the Art Vandalay draft Friday night. It was not my, my draft, Team Griffmo. It was not a very highly rated draft by the CBSSports.com, but what do they know? I mean, I think it's a very poor, poor site in that regard. Um, oh, I'm kidding. It's fine. But next year I think we're going to hole up and do our fantasy football draft if they'll have us. At Baylor's leading private club. It's the Baylor Club. They got that anytime bar and grill where members can dine and enjoy relaxed business and social gatherings. Outdoor patio overlooking the football field. A ballroom that can accommodate 750 seated guests. Um, have your next function there. I know the uh, Fijis are getting back together. They're less back on campus, by the way. I think we got in some trouble but uh, during COVID last year. But uh, we're back. We're excited to be back. Even talked to the president about the five games the other night. She was happy that we're back. Um, we're going to do an event coming up uh, at the Baylor Club, and that's going to be a lot of fun. They have a certified event planner, can handle all your requests with ease. It can accommodate groups of most sizes. And uh, well, this is an industry leader that Club Core Network, hundreds of country clubs, business clubs nationwide. That's who kind of oversees all this, and that is uh, someone you would love to be associated with. Uh, the food's great. I always really enjoy my meals there. And some of those buffets that they have, my goodness, there's so many options. Love the carving station. Okay, give me some horseradish. Give me some, I don't even mind if it's a little red, a little pink on the uh, prime rib there. Just cut it off there. Give me a little bit, and I'll be fine. Call the Baylor Club today and inquire about membership, 254-710-8080. That's 254-710-8080. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet Store. 
it's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. This is Jim Haller proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Big 12 goes 9-1 in the opening week of play with the only loss in conference, West Virginia losing to Maryland 30-24. One game in college football tonight, Louisville and Ole Miss kick off at 7 on ESPN. Tyrod Taylor was officially named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans and will make his debut for the franchise on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dallas Cowboys will be without Zach Martin for Thursday's season opener against Tampa Bay Buccaneers after the six-time Pro Bowl right guard tested positive for the coronavirus and landed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Rangers and Angels again tonight, 8.07 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. That's good, Aaron. That's you and I. That's our heyday, man. About junior high, junior high Beastie Boys were doing their thing. And um, if you were a kid of our age, that's about what you were doing right there, listening to some Beastie Boys. Unless you had uh, grew up like I did and you had access to Kojo, also was listening to some Christian contemporary music. <laughs> but uh, Beastie Boys did kind of get in there, uh, unbeknownst to my, to my mom, and that was some good stuff back in the day. All right, um, let's get into this game a little bit. I, I just want to get into some different moments that, uh, that about this game and had some good visits after the game with uh, with Coach Aranda, and there's a lot of different things to talk about. Aaron, chime in anywhere here 
if um, if if there's something you want to say. I thought Abram Smith, you know, that was interesting that uh, early on had that fumble. And, uh, I mean, it, it was uh, – there were two plays early on that I – I mean, Baylor was kind of ready to roll. Now, J.T. Woods obviously had that pick six. And then Baylor holds Texas State again, and they're going to have to punt, and they're kind of in a bad way at this point. I mean, I, it, it's just not looking like they're going to – they moved it one. They had one decent-sized play. And Matt Jones um, – Matt Jones – Anyway, Baylor hits him on a on a late on a, a rough in the punter deal, and that was that was just one of those unforced errors. Um, that yeah, that was Matt Jones, number fifty-two for Bears, comes in, gets the personal foul, and Texas State sets up shop on the Baylor twenty-seven. That ends in making it seven-three. That's the only reason in my mind they kind of started, they got a tiny bit of a foothold in that game. Um, and then the Bears, I thought this was really interesting. Baylor's got a 7-3 lead. This almost brought me back to the old Bryles days. Um, third and seven. Okay, midway through six, uh, first quarter. Baylor's at its own 28. Bohannon throws one to Tyquan Thornton. They hit him short of the marker. All right, so the ball's at the Baylor's 34. It's fourth and one. You got to punt that ball, you think. Bears line up, and I'm looking down there like, wait, what are they doing? Are they drawing them off sides? Everybody in the press box kind of like, I mean, it's kind of a packed press box. We're just kind of settling in up there, trying to make sure I had enough barbecue. Had a barbecue, then I had some Rudy's up there in the press box, grabbed me a little brisket, and uh, had some cream of corn that I liked. And then Aaron Abram Smith, they smack him up the middle for about three yards. And then our intern from ESPN Central Texas was in there running, like lining up as an H-back, loading up. Now, on those short yardage, they were putting Dylan Doyle, the linebacker, and they were lining him up as a fullback. But the H-back, you know, the guy who started the game was none other. Aaron, I think he preceded you. Do you, have, do you ever remember, did you meet Jackson Shupp? Ever, Aaron, or was that before you entered the building? No, that was before. Okay. Well, he was doing an internship with us, and if he didn't just start the ball game, there he is, number 29. I mean, the guy didn't even play. He played like defensive end or some other position on uh, defense last year, and there's Shop out there playing offense. I was excited to see it. He's a part of the ESPN Central Texas broadcasting family, so good for him. I just thought that was a really interesting moment early in that game to go for it there. Now they get third and one at Baylor's 46. Abram Smith bangs it up in there again for seven yards. I mean, I I got to say the short yardage, uh, and, and they were running on passing downs. They were lining up on third and four, sometimes third and, third and six, and they were running the football. I like that. I mean, I really like – um, I, I kind of like when you kind of go against the grain a bit, and, uh, and and they were doing that. And, I mean, these drives were eating up some clock. So, same drive. Uh, Tyquan Thornton for 10 yards. Ebner for 5. Bears are down there. Uh, Texas State 21. They get a third and six. 
Um, here goes Bohannon. Six yards. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ball comes squirting out of there. Okay, we got to watch this because I love this kid running the ball. You've got to use his legs. He is an imposing guy at 6'3", 215, 220. I mean, Gary's every bit of that. Gary's out there in the open, and um, that's that was Zion Childress forces that thing, and that ball comes flying out of there. Can't have it. You can't. You simply can't have it. And and credit the transfer from Bandy. Grant Miller for jumping on that thing. Grant Miller races back there, gets on that thing, and then Isaiah Hankins misses the kick from 40 yards. Now, it's not a good start for Hankins. Apparently, he won the job, separated himself in the scrimmages, lefty kicker. Um, everything about this kid looks good, kind of has that look of the stork. Used to have Aaron Jones, was I believe was his name, was the stork. And we all liked him. Pretty good, pretty good kicker back in the day for Bryles and that gang. Well, this kid has good range, and and to his credit, later in the game they try him from 43, and he was true. And it and it was no doubter, and it looked great. Okay, so maybe it was nerves. I don't know. Something wasn't right, and he misses the 40, and he didn't hit it well. Like it was kind of like a, it wasn't like oh he barely missed it. He just didn't hit the kick very well from 40. You can't be out there missing 40-yard kicks. I mean, I'm not saying we hadn't done it in the past. I'm just saying you really need to nail those things. And today in his news conference, um, the, the day, the Monday after news conference, the coach said they need their place kicker to be like a huge playmaker. Now, that sounds weird. What does that even mean? Well, I think what it means is they think uh, it could be a real weapon, and, and they think from 48, 50 yards, that kind of thing. Now, later in the game, they were in a weird spot, and they ended up deciding to just kind of go for it. They didn't really want to punt, and they and it was they decided it was too far to kick it, and it was it was like fourth and 17, and they didn't get it. Now, it was like an incomplete pass. It was kind of late in the game. I I didn't like it. I didn't. I mean, I'm not saying I desperately wanted them to punt. You don't really have a great shot there on 4th and 17, no matter who you're playing. And what Aranda said today is that they would love to try that kick. They'd really like to line up and try that kick from there. For whatever reason, they decided not to in that specific deal. I thought in this game, they kind of let um, – I thought they kind of let Texas State off the mat. I thought there were two or three little knockout chances, and you get a two or three score lead, and this thing is done. They they had it a little bit in the second half, and they got them 20, 24 to 10 or 13, whatever it was. Maybe it was 20, and it, it maybe it was 24 10. They at that point you got to bury a team like that, and they kind of let them off the mat. Now early on they didn't just let them off the mat. They let them right back in there, and Texas State takes a 10-7 lead in the second quarter. And that McBride, I'm not saying he was great, and he made some poor decisions, their quarterback, but the sucker had to run, and he was an elusive guy. He could, he had some good footwork, and he hit the Bears for a 12-yard touchdown pass to Marcel Barbie that put them up 10-7. And, man, I was not loving that. I was not loving that at all. 
35 seconds left in the first half. Bears do on third and three, uh, third and goal from the Texas State three. Uh, they, they do hit a, a, a shot, Abrams up the middle. The best thing about this game, Aaron, in my mind, and, and I'll give you a chance to sound off on what you thought, I think was the emergence, and, and Gary hopefully will get better and better. He was fine. He had some good moments. They, they got screwed over on a, uh, what should have been a touchdown because they didn't have a replay. Fleeks caught a beautiful touchdown pass, and, and he handled it pr- beautifully. In fact, I was kind of thinking I wish he'd have protested the thing even more, but it didn't matter because we didn't even know up in the press box they didn't have replay. I mean, first of all, by the way, announce it to the press that you don't have replay because we're all up there, well, I guess they never going to do replay in this game. They didn't even have it. You didn't even have a replay booth. Makes you look bad, Texas State, and it makes the Sunbelt Conference look bad. That you can't even get the replay working for a college football game. You think that happens? You think that happens at Ohio State? You think that's happening anywhere else? I mean, I hope it doesn't happen anywhere else in the Big 12. But that's embarrassing. You can't roll that kind of effort. You can't roll that kind of thing out. And and ESPN, you can't roll that broadcast out. But, Aaron, I would just say that I liked the – I really liked the offensive line's performance. And by – in pro football focus that grades all this stuff out had had, um, Connor Galvin, the left tackle, as grading out higher than any offensive tackle in the land, maybe any offensive lineman. So that tells you how good a day he had. And then Gall, that's G-A-L-L, who's lining up playing center for the Bears. Newman's uh, over at uh, playing uh, guard. Gall graded out real highly. Aaron, do you agree that the O-line's performance was one of the better parts of this game? Absolutely. And you were talking about pro football focus with their grades. They actually graded Baylor's entire line uh, the highest in college football um, at 93.6 ahead of uh, Ohio State, Duke, and Boston College, which were the uh, uh, top four that they graded out of all the uh, colleges that played this weekend. So, yeah, they they played well, and they came in. They were going to run the ball. They were going to run right at them and establish the run and wear them down, and that's what they did, you know. Uh, They asked Bohannon to pass when they needed to, but for the most part, they were going to run the ball and grind down Texas State, and they did that. Yeah, I think you're right. I do have to doubt any grading system that put Duke up high. I mean, Duke got beat by Charlotte. I mean, I'm not saying I was sitting there charting it. Maybe the offensive line played great and everybody else was horrible. But I have a hard time believing Duke was dominant in a game where they got beat by Charlotte, for goodness sakes. By the way, did you see see the Pac-12? We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Pac-12 embarrassed itself. It saved a little face because of the win UCLA over LSU out in Pasadena. But the rest of the, I mean, the Pac-12 just flat out got embarrassed. And somebody got beat by Montana, who Washington Huskies. Way to go, <laughs> yeah. Washington. Way to go. Way to go out there and just get it handed to you. Man, the Alliance should announce today that they're kicking Pac-12 out of it. The, the Big Ten and the ACC should just say, we're done with you guys. Well, and that's kind of, one of been one of the frustrating things about this whole realignment thing. The four possible 
candidates for Big 12 expansion, if you add them to the eight teams, not including Texas and Oklahoma, that's a better football conference in the Pac-12, and I don't think it's close. I think you're right. So people got mad at me. I said I thought BYU would be about the third best team in the Pac-12 right now, BU's football program. And a lot of folks got upset about that. A lot of, but, you know, it's promoted a lot of Mormon. The Mormons like me now. And I, I really, the, the LDS vote is something, I don't know if I've had it in the past, but I'm trying to court the LDS vote. And I think they're behind me. Let us know in the Central Texas, 254-662-1660. Do I have the Mormon vote? Let me know out there. For our LDS friends, 254-662-1660, have I won you over with all my talk of, I think my the, the, the fact that uh, I don't really care to be around alcohol much and that kind of thing, I think that endears me to the, uh, to the Mormon community. So there I am. There I am, guys, if you want to embrace the Matt Mosley show. All right, Aaron, um, we do have some uh, audio, exclusive audio, a one-on-one that Tom, uh, we're, we're going to get uh, Dave Aranda on a regular basis, and uh, Tom secured a one-on-one today. We're going to sample a little bit of that next. Waco High Football on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me this Thursday night as the Waco Lions host the Clean Kangaroos. Our coverage from Waco ISD Stadium will begin at 6.30 with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the play-by-play action at 7 o'clock. Don't miss Waco High and Colleen this Thursday night at 6.30, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Ponds. Large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry. Their inventory includes rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Stainless steel jewelry starts at $19.99. Also, they offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, 254-662-4802. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Twisted Root Burger Company in Waco, a come-as-you-are environment and a strange reverence to Chuck Norris invite you to watch the Cowboys in Tampa Bay. Try our Burger of the Month, the Sloppy Q. Even their exotic meats like buffalo and wagyu. And don't forget their homemade custard shakes, cheese fries, and more. Happy hours, 2.07 p.m. to 6.07 p.m. every weekday with $1 off alcoholic beverages. 
Twisted Root Burger Company in Waco, located at 801 South 2nd Street. For more information, go to TwistedRootBurgerCo.com. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, experienced staff at local branches, and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, let's talk about Heritage Creamery, my favorite ice cream shop in all of Central Texas. Now, of course, right there on campus, the students just love it. 1125 South A Street, right there next to uh, Common Grounds. What a cool place that is. Boy, the freshmen come in there. They've discovered that. They have a little, you have a date. You have a little study date over there. I never was good with a study date. Didn't Never really got around to the study aspect of that. The uh, They also have the 13701 Woodway Drive. That's Highway 84 and Ritchie Road. Okay, if you could find out there on 84, that Midway Administrative Building, that's a nice-looking building. I think they use some, like, Austin limestone or something. I don't know what quarry exactly. But uh, look up the hill from it, and there is um, Heritage Creamery. It's nice. Independently owned and operated ice cream shop. Proud to be, quote, grown here in Waco. Delicious frozen treats for the Central Texas community. And uh, everything is 100% all-natural, made in their shop. You can order by the cone, scoop, pint, float, or choke. I like the float. I'm going to do a float uh, next time I'm by, which might be, I think I'm going to run by on Thursday. Okay, I'm going to combine the burger that I have up from Twisted Root. Uh, I'm going to be there for a big uh, pre-cowboy show. Then I'm going to go over there and get some ice cream. All right, get over there to Heritage today. It's Mosley. It's Sexton. We are in the um, 3 o'clock hour and uh, been going over the game, quite a bit of it. Lot, some things I like. I thought Gary looked okay. I think they need to they need to make some more plays downfield. That's one of the things Coach talked about today. That's going to open things up even more. But if you have two 100-yard backs, that's a good day. I thought the offensive line got some good movement. I was wanting to see more. I was glad the coach handled that question like he did today. Wanted to see more from the great uh, Apuica and uh, the, the nose tackle. And, and they said he might have been a little so keyed up and excited out there. He, he did not quite uh, have the impact a lot of us were expecting. Now, Petrie was all over the place, had an interception. Bernard was all over the place, had a sack. Uh, Woods had the pick six. And the great uh, uh, McVeigh jumped up there and had an interception. That one happened right in front of me. And then he and his teammates they got in a little bit of trouble because they ran down to the end zone. Not supposed to do that, okay? I think that's, uh, I don't know if they call it taunting, whatever, but they get hit for the personal foul, and uh, uh, Aranda was not pleased. And I was near the coaches on that one, Aaron, and the coaches were all like, what are they doing? 
why are they doing that? Like, they were just kind of completely, like, they were like, what is going on? So it's good to be excited, but I don't think you can, like, run all the way to, like, one of the end zones and celebrate together behind the end zone. Like, I I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I would be okay with it, but I think it's fairly clear that officials are not going to like that. So I think they ought to eliminate that from their repertoire. But a great that was a great pick by, uh, by uh, Jaron uh, uh, Jaron McVeigh. All right, um, let's do this, Aaron. I want to listen to a little bit, and we're the the entire interview will be at five fifteen this afternoon. We'll play this on Mondays. Either Tom or I, or maybe both of us, will sit down with uh, with with Dave Aranda and visit with him a little bit, and um, and, and then we'll be able to give that to you each Monday. And uh, here is a little sample of Tom and uh, Dave Aranda the one-on-one that he does, his weekly appearance on ESPN Central Texas. Coach, as you you build the identity of this team and the personality of this team, what did you take away uh, from that aspect uh, after after Saturday night? I thought we were able to handle adversity strong. I thought um, the energy that the team created for itself to start the game I thought was – was strong. I thought our sidelines were alive uh, from the beginning to the end. Uh, I thought, you know, um, our biggest improvement right now is the ability to play a clean game. You know, we're talking about 11 penalties, you know, uh, 13 points that we really spotted, you know, the opponent. Um, And so we just want to play one person. We don't want to have to play us as well. And so, I have to do a better job of that. I take responsibility for it. But, um, you know, that's one of the things you love about football is the opportunity to to uh, attack it the very next week, and here we are. And so I feel like um, to get our team um, on, the, on the collective same wavelength and attack this, you know, um, the discipline that's needed to play the game the right way, I think, is, uh, is an important piece, and we're looking forward to getting after it. What are some of the specific things you can do to clean that up? I think um, continuing to be specific on what's okay and what's not okay. And so if it's within the, the, the play, the specific play of a run or pass, and maybe the hands are a little bit outside as opposed to being inside, or maybe the um, it's a little grabby instead of uh, not being, not being um, perfectly clean. I think as long as guys are playing fast and there's great aggression, we're good with it. But I think it's the pre-snap, it's the post-snap, it's things that we can control. Um, we have to talk about you know what's football and what's not football. And so I think really cleaning up the non-football things. And then I think also, for me, it's just like the ability for us to how we respond to these things um, is really how you're going to respond to whatever adversity you have outside of football. So this is seeing football as a platform to, to train, to get better, and to take you know, the lessons that you're learning here of, you know, it's not about, you know, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about the team, and this is what's best for the team. And here, and, and, you know, here you know, take your medicine and let's go. I think those are things that are, will continue throughout that, 
particular individual's life. And so I feel um, on those two fronts, it's, it's way important. Talk about uh, Gary and his first start. Uh, one of the things that we talked about, would, would he be too hyped? But he, he certainly looked calm. He certainly looked under control early in the football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I had that question too. And um, um, Gary, both in the spring game and then Gary in the second scrimmage of the season or second scrimmage of fall camp, um, both had the opportunity to kind of get too hype and had the opportunity to um, put too much pressure on the moment, and, you know, focus on things that are out of his control and uh, was able to um, remain strong and not go there on both of those um, on both of those things. And so I think his mental strength is a uh, superpower for him. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that it is. I think he was able to calm down some of our other guys that were, that were maybe feeling some of that stuff. And so, you know, his leadership is is already really strong. It's only going to take off more so when um, he's able to connect on some deeper throws and really truly establish kind of a, a home run threat, which he has in practice. He's, we just got to do it in games. All right, there it is. Um, and... Uh that I, they, they're going to need to make some more plays down the field. They tried. They had one touchdown pass where it was a good throw, great catch by Fleeks that uh, should have been a touchdown. It was taken off the board because of a bad call and no replay. Certainly, you hope they, they're not involved in any kind of game the rest of the season where something like that could happen. The best way to avoid that is not to go to Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos, and I think we have figured that out the hard way. That is uh, That was uh, Dave Aranda. Uh, visited earlier today with uh, Tom Barfield. And Tom will uh, have that full interview today at 5.15. Okay, that's going to be at 5.15 if you want to hear the full day veranda. And you might as well just listen to all Tom has lined up today. He and Aaron, I'm sure Ward will stop by. They've got a lot of stuff lined up. And uh, Ward uh, Ward always uh, – Ward had a big weekend, had uh, – had Temple game, and then, of course, had uh, Mary Harden Baylor. So the man loves to call football games, and uh, we're giving him plenty of opportunities for that. We appreciate everybody that's been with us. Hope that you all are out uh, grilling out, a little warmish out, but uh, still be careful. Get a, get a ride or something if you've been drinking before you get out there on 35. Uh, but have a, uh, have a great uh, day, and uh, we look forward to talking to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Stay tuned for Game Time with uh, Tom Barfield. The Baylor Bears open up the 2021 home campaign hosting Texas Southern this Saturday night at 6. And we'll be there with the Baylor Tailgate Show. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley, and me for the Baylor Tailgate Show starting Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. We'll be there to preview the game, bring you interviews and scores, and a whole lot more. Don't miss the Baylor Tailgate Show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni this Saturday at 2 on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. How about a game of catch at the Rain?